On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Everybody. Welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. I want to tell you a story. I had this dream of always wanting to be this amazing, fun, adventuresome, engaging, thrilling kind of mom. And I have three boys and then my oldest is a daughter. So I have four children all together. And I would always look for ways that were cheap and expensive to really just kind of have fun. And one way that we had fun is when my boys were maybe eight, nine, 10, that kind of age span, I decided that I would let them jump out of my moving van. I drove a 1998 Toyota Sienna van. We lived in the country at the time. And so there was this gravel road and I thought it would be so fun just to go slowly and let them jump from the top of the van off to the grassy area out beside the gravel road. It was kind of like a little bit of an incline anyway, soft, plushy grass, no big deal. And before you get really nervous, nothing happened. They were not injured. So, and here's Rico wanting to make his appearance. Here he is. Oh, 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 oh yes. He's got on his little, little shirt because it's a little like a little onesie because it's cold it's freezing already the temperature's changing and it's freezing but back to the story you know I scored big points with that because my boys like wow my you know their friends my mom would let me do that and some of my friends would even say yeah that's pretty stupid Victoria or that's foolish or why do you let your boys do that but I'm telling you, we weren't even going like five miles an hour and they just would jump out and fall and roll. And it was just so much fun. The reason I'm telling you this story is because I've always wanted to be that way as a Christian too. I want to be this fun, vivacious, energetic, excited kind of Christian woman where my faith is just so easy to see and where, you know, they're like, what's she on? Because I want that. And I want to proclaim my Christ like that and my beliefs. And I want to have that joy and I want to have that kind of freedom. The truth of it is just like I was not always that adventuresome, exciting, let's go run a marathon kind of mom and let's go rappel off this big mountain and, you know, all those adrenaline kind of things that boys love. Just because I wasn't always like that as a mom didn't mean it wasn't okay. And sometimes as a Christian woman, I give myself a hard time when I just feel meh, you know, just that meh. Can we say that? M-E-H, I think that's how you spell it. Meh. I just feel like eh, or flatline. Sometimes I call it, mm, it's just flatline. Like I'm just not, not feeling it on a certain day. But what happens is I give myself really, really, really a hard time about it. And so as I was preparing for today's show, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm glad you're here. But as I was, I was preparing for this, it was it's all about Psalm 16. What can I learn from this psalm? Because I knew today I was going to have to record. And I didn't feel, quote, feel like recording. I felt like meh, you know, I had that kind of stuff going on. I still kind of feel that, although thankfully I had a shower and I'm a little bit better. 
but it was just one of those days. And so I thought, how can I put this psalm in light of that kind of feeling? And could there be an application for me even today? Because I love pulling things out of the psalms that are meaningful and, and that impact my life and that are tangibles. It's like, okay, these psalms are wonderful. They're true. But what difference do they make really in my life? And anyway, so that's kind of what I thought. I'm going to see if the psalm offers me something today for this meh that I've been feeling. Whatever we're feeling, whatever you're feeling or whatever you're facing, I pulled out five action items that you can take to confront your trials or just to combat those days when you're just feeling meh and you can't quite put your finger on what's really going on or what's bugging you inside. Number one is to declare that God is good. We're going to see that the psalmist does that. He is our refuge. So the call there is to resist the enemy and simply declare the truth. And sometimes the enemy, it may not be the enemy. It may just be that we allow our thoughts to go down a rabbit trail or a hole that takes us to no good end. Or maybe we kind of get stuck in a feeling and we think, gosh, there's no way out of this. Well, there really is. And so we want to kind of stand back up and dust off a little bit and begin declaring who God is his characteristics, his names. He's our refuge. You can begin declaring and saying that out loud and suddenly the air around you kind of clears because you're penetrating the air with truth. Number two, accept the things that you can't change. You've heard that forever, right? You got to accept the things that you can't change. Just go on. You know, we, we may want more of something. We may want less of something. We may want a person in our lives or we may want to be alone. We may long for healing. We may stand grateful for the health that we do have. Maybe we want external approval. Maybe we want internal peace doesn't matter. In all cases, it would be wise for us to know what we can or what we cannot control. And then we move on with what we can control, accepting those things that we can't change. In the middle of all of that, we recognize that God is our portion. Think about ordering at a restaurant or going through the buffet line. To think that God is my portion, like what portion do I get? You know, well, I want a big portion, right? But God is my portion spiritually. Even as I'm speaking these truths to you right now, I could almost cry because I all of this is suddenly starting to well up within me as I verbally declare these things. And as I really ponder them, because God is our portion. And isn't God enough? And I'm not saying that you may not have time to so think God's not enough for me today. Okay. Okay. I get that. We're not perfect. Right. And that's kind of the, the message here, but to think God is my portion. He's big. He's enough. He's our cup that runs over, right? He pours the water in the living water. He fills us with the spirit until we're full to overflowing. And that's pretty doggone good news. So whatever we need, the whole lot of it, the entire lot we've inherited from him, he is our portion. Number three, get good rest, sleep. 
I've been trying to get better sleep because sometimes I have to get up in the middle of the night and use the bathroom, or sometimes I toss and turn. Sometimes the temperature's not just right. Sometimes a thousand things, right? Better not have caffeine before I go to bed. All of those things. I know that, but I, I really have been working on just getting good rest. And I want to camp out a little bit here because it's so fascinating. And I want to bring in the brain connection and the science about why getting sleep is so, so, so very important. Matter of fact, many scientists call sleep the most important thing you could do and I could do for ourselves. ourselves. It's the foundational building block for optimal health, emotional, physical, otherwise. In all areas, sleep is that foundation, the basis. And we got to start with good sleep as we're building our quote house. We got to start there. So we got to put the phones away, avoid those screens late at night, you know, make sure circadian rhythm clock is all, you know, right, darken the room and, and really do everything that we can to get really good sleep. So I, I looked on healthline.com, one of my favorite places to go because they always bring peer reviewed supported uh, research and articles, information into the their what they write about. And so I like to go there, but your brain is doing so many things. According to the article I read about sleeping, what's going on in the brain, it stores new information. It gets rid of toxic waste. I love that. If nothing else, let's sleep because we want to get rid of all the toxic junk that's in our heads, right? <clears throat> Just like we want to detox our, our bodies by drinking lots of water and nourishing our bodies and so forth. We want to do the same for our brain. And that's how we do it by sleeping. Nerve cells communicate and they reorganize, which helps to support healthy brain function as well. The body actually repairs cells, restores energy, releases molecules like hormones and proteins, all while you're sleeping. Muscle repair, protein synthesis, tissue growth, hormone release, neurons right those are their brain cells neurons and they have time to reorganize as well i'm going to quote this part the section from the article it says this quote the brain plasticity theory says sleep is required for brain function specifically it allows you when you sleep in other words, your brain's glymphatic waste clearance system clears out waste from the nervous system, the central nervous system. It removes toxic byproducts from your brain, which build up throughout the day. And this allows your brain to work well when you wake up. It's no wonder I love to write first thing in the morning because I have greater clarity there. I like to script out podcasts in the morning with greater clarity. I'm alert. I'm alive. I'm, I'm, woof, you know, just ready to go at that point. Yes. And so is Rico. Okay. Um, and I'm quoting again, research suggests that sleep contributes to memory function by converting short-term memories into the long-term memory. So it's moving things around as well as by erasing or forgetting the unneeded information that might otherwise clutter the nervous system. To me, that is amazing because I get to, it's, it's like cleaning. It's like, you ever do that disk drive on your computer, you know, and you, you format things and you, it, you can, brrr, or you run the security check and everything is compressing and, you know, doing what it needs to do to properly function. That's kind of the way I look at sleep. I want that. I want all the icky stuff to go. I want all this new brain health that I'm fostering every day by choosing to think 
by choosing what thoughts to engage and energize, I want those to become stronger and stronger in the brain and to, and to move from that short-term focus to the long-term memory. And so I know that when I get good sleep, all of that is actually happening. It actually also impacts so many aspects of our brain's functioning, such as learning, memory, problem solving, all those skills that you have, creativity, decision-making, focus and concentration. I mean, how many of us could say, yes, that's me. I feel so much better when I get up after having a good night's rest. I feel like I, I don't have any of that brain fog and I have clarity of thought. Well, we all want that and that comes from sleep. Emotionally, it, it allows us to be in better shape to respond during trials and hardships instead of just react during the day. So good sleep can help with weight loss and weight maintenance, insulin stability. It increases your natural immunity against diseases and it's oh so good for your heart, okay? How much sleep do you need, you wonder? Well, most adults are gonna go from seven to nine hours. So that's that number three rest part. But if I go back, so we're talking about the five things we can learn from this Psalm, especially when we're feeling kind of meh, you know, and we're just not that woo, kind of that we normally are that we would like to be we notice there's a dip in our mood or our feelings have kind of I was like what's going on with me we can't put our finger on it number one we declare that God is good number two we accept those things we cannot change and number three we get that good rest so then we come into an action item number four that we can do according to the psalm and it's set the Lord before us continually what on earth does that mean how do I set the Lord before myself continually, continually? Well, or, you know, how do I do that? What does that even mean? We read his word. We pray. We ask him for help, just as David did. We'll hear him talking about it in the psalm in a minute. And, you know, David says, you're at my right hand. And because God is at our right hand, we cannot be shaken. Okay, doesn't that give us pause for joy? Doesn't that kind of, isn't that a good reminder? Yeah, it is for me. It's, it's joy and gladness and rejoicing all right there. And you're thinking, hold on, I don't feel this. I'm doing all the right things, but I'm still meh. I'm still blah. I'm still ick. And I get that. So if that's the case, even though you're doing all these right things, and you still kind of feel down, it might be a good time to reach out to others to help them, you know, take your eyes off yourself and start helping others. Or you could practice self-care, right? You hear a lot about self-care these days. Well, maybe you need a dose of sunshine. You want to get outside and get your vitamin D, go for a walk around the block. That's why having a pet is so healthy because, we got to go walk our dogs, right? So that gives us a reason and a motivation to get outside. Maybe you just need to get your body moving with some exercise. This is no wonder I love pickleball. You hear me talk about pickleball a lot because it's activity, it's aerobic, it's exercise, it's movement, and it's a whole lot of social fun. I can tell you that for sure. So much laughter on the pickleball court. This group of people that I play pickleball with, I mean, they're just, I'm addicted to them, I think, because they are, it's so lighthearted and we are all very competitive. And sometimes we're a little more serious than others, but in general, the tone with this group is phenomenal. 
and they are just we're all just having fun it's like my whole new best friend group or something but anyway maybe you need to fuel up with some healthy foods well how are you eating sometimes if i notice my moods and my energy my emotions take a nosedive i have to look back am i getting too much sugar here because that might be it although i don't tend to get too much sugar anymore but still that may be something going on with you so check out what you're eating try to give your body physically every possible advantage that you can to so that will translate over into your emotions as, and well as well drink plenty of water take a long bath you know maybe you need a hug from somebody or maybe you need someone just to listen to you for a little bit plan a, a date night with your best friend or your spouse and just try to reconnect um, you can you can always show gratitude that's another way to, to kind of practice self-care is by thanking the Lord for your many blessings and showing gratitude. Gratitude has been pivotal in my walk in overcoming depression. I can tell you that for a fact. And, you know, I have a good, have you heard Natalie Grant's song? It's called God's presence is our weapon. It is a powerful song about the presence of God. And that's what David talks about in the Psalm where the very presence of God is the best weapon we could ever have. And David says, look, you're right here, Lord, because we know that God is omnipresent. He's with us 24 seven. So doesn't that mean that I have his presence? And I know we may not feel it, but that's okay. Even though we don't always feel things doesn't mean they're not true. So we know that God is there. And, and we can even ask him to reveal himself to us or to demonstrate his presence to us, or again, to do some of these other things that I've mentioned. But, but this last verse of the Psalm tells us that in God's presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forever. That's astounding. Well, after these four action items, if you're still not convinced, I get it because I've also been there. I've done all of the above and I still feel meh. So you know what tip number five is, which isn't exactly mentioned in the song, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. And I say, it's called write it out. You know, it's, it's we just have to know in our hearts and minds that this too shall pass. We're not always gonna be that adventuresome mom we're not always going to be that adventuresome Christian woman. It, it just doesn't make sense to be that way. We've got to have this normal ebb and flow in life. And I know it's uncomfortable when we're just feeling out of sorts, but it's okay. We can write, write it out. Have you heard of, you know, white knuckling it? You just squeeze, hold on to the handlebars and you tell your knuckles are just so white and you just write it out. You're like, I'm not letting go to the truth I know. I'm just going to write it out here. We wait it out. We won't always feel down. We won't always be unable to get what might to get to what might be bugging us and to, you know, weed it out and 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 figure it all out. We won't always have to fight so hard to shake the blues. Give yourself permission to be human. Just be human. You know, you're a person who feels a myriad of feelings and emotions and you have mountains of thoughts and attitudes that are filtering through your brain every single day. And it's okay just to be human. We, we don't always do everything perfectly. So we may need sometimes just to give ourselves a break, release it all. So again, um, let me go ahead and read those Psalm 16 to you. <clears throat> so you can hear what, what he says. David writes this. 
Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And this is the word of the Lord. So to recap, don't, please, please, brain changer, don't beat yourself up if you're not always that amazing, adventuresome Christian bubbling over with glee and full of excitement. It's okay to be in a funk of sorts, and it's okay not really to know why. I know we're supposed to take our thoughts captive and we're supposed to take every thought captive. I know we're supposed to be transformed through the renewing of our minds from 2 Corinthians. I get it. I know that. But maybe sometimes I don't take thoughts captive. Maybe sometimes I'm not being transformed. It's just okay. All right. Try these five things to work your way out. Number one, declare that God is good. Tell him who he is. Declare that out loud. Number two, accept those things that you cannot change. Remind yourself of what you can control and act on those. Number three, get good sleep. Number four, set the Lord before you continually. Practice a little self-care if you need to. Reach out to others to help them. Practice gratitude. And this might just be the perspective shift that you need. And number five, if all that doesn't work, just write it out. So I hope that you've enjoyed a little something about this episode, maybe learned a little something along the way and felt a bit inspired. If you can think of even one friend who's kind of like meh or going through that time, if you could send them this episode link. Also, you can get the full episode and little highlight reels on YouTube at Victoria D. Walker. If you would come on over there and subscribe to the channel, we would love it. Absolutely love it. It would mean the world to us. And then, of course, if you could subscribe to the podcast now, I also want to tell you that I just finished the 365th devotional for the Live Your Best Thought Life, Choose to Think Every Day. And there are five-minute devotionals, one for every day of the year. And I just wrote my last one yesterday. That could be one of the reasons why, why I took a little bit of a dip because I woke up, woke up this morning. I'm like, oh. I'm not writing a devotional today because I have just spent the last how many months writing? Well, some days I skipped, of course, but most days at least two devos. Some days here recently more like three so I could finish on time. But 
you know, so there's that creativity that's going on and then whoop, I, I lost that task. And it's okay because there's still a lot to do on the book and to get it ready to, for launch by the end of November and hopefully by Black Friday so that you can buy the book and you can give it as, gift, as gifts to your friends and your family members as they start 2022. Let me tell you, it is a powerful work and I'm not trying to just say that to boast about what I've done, but oh my goodness, I have poured everything into this. And the nuances that you can take away on living your best thought life, I think it's going to change your life just like it changed mine. I can't wait to do it. My daughter-in-law and I are going to go through it next year. And I hope I'm like gracious to myself as I go back through it, but it's been a lot of fun. So anyway, you take care, stay in touch, jump over to the website. If you want more information about the ministry, it's victoriadwalker.com. And I really appreciate your being here. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.